Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about The Danish Girl? I am, because after all, we, we are, are the watchers, watchers of movies. We're back. We're back. Back again. Yes. Shady's back. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. <laughs> I forgot that. I was like, I was going to say he has a plan, but then I was like, I don't think those are the lyrics, so I don't know. Yeah, what is his plan? Uh, so how was your little break? Did you enjoy it? It was, it was good. Nice. Yeah? It was, yeah. Do anything fun? Did I do anything fun? Have you seen that SNL skit where um, um, Pedro Pascal is doing like the... I believe I sent it to you. <laughs> Did you? you via text me? message. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. The uh, what is it? Uh, lumpy space princess voice or whatever. Like, you think I sound like I'm from Allah? I love Allah. <laughs> oh my god! What? <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds me of yeah. that. How we were just talking just then. You and I took a little road trip. We did. We went to Detroit. Yes, we did. That we was did fun. indeed. That was fun. We saw the Henry Ford Museum. Uh-huh. Um. And we went to get Greek food. Yes, that was delicious. And we got uh, a frozen custard, mm-hmm. which I'm maybe gonna make some in real life. That's still that's which was, it, it, it was, was real life, but it was delicious. I'm I'm looking into it. Malts, like let me tell you, this is a public service announcement for all the listeners out there. Like, if you're thinking I might get a chocolate shake. Never just get a chocolate shake. Always make it a malt. <laughs> Malts Always. are pretty delicious. They're the best. And uh, anyway, so I had a chocolate malt because I was driving. And you had a little sundae. Mm-hmm. It and, was really uh, good. It was so thick and tasty. It's I, like custard is a whole other I level. I wish we had. I mean, maybe <clears throat> I should go to Culver's and compare the two because I haven't had custard that much. So I really can't say if my custard experience was unique mm-hmm. because I'm just, I usually get ice cream, you know, right. but it was really tasty. I usually get the, um, what is it? The concrete mixers. That's not made with custard. I thought Culver's was all, all custard. Okay. Cause I thought That's it was like thought Culver's too. frozen custard. Right. Me too. Yeah. Say hello to delicious or something. Right. <laughs> Copyrighted. This, this podcast isn't sponsored by Culver's. TM. <laughs> but, um, and then we, uh, yeah, and then we were going to go to a fancy cemetery, yeah. like an old-fashioned one, but it was closed. But it was a historic cemetery, but unfortunately, it was kind of in a shady part of town, too, so I'm we were like... I'm telling oh. you what, Detroit has some pretty rough-looking areas that... Sure does. Uh, it even feels a little bit uncomfortable to drive down, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like very deserted decrepit buildings with no windows yeah and uh it's it's very run down in some areas in other areas it just looks like a normal city so well there was one there was one building and i started getting like i saw a um a blanket like wedged in the window and that for some reason made me like super anxious all of a sudden i was like dude i don't know about this yeah (laughs) i mean i've been to detroit a million and a half times but it was like it was definitely like a shadier part of the yeah i just think you got to be smart um 
I think that you have to take advantage, like you have to take inventory of your surroundings. Yeah, and know that there, you know, you always should have an escape route planned, no matter where you are. Even if you're yeah, in the, yeah. a, a really nice looking area, I think it's always smart to be wise because there's so many different people in the world. Oh yeah, well I mean so. anyone can <laughs> do anything to you yeah. for any reason. Like it doesn't, yeah. you know, regardless of where you are. So it's yeah. status is financial status doesn't mean shit. Frankly, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I was watching I just saw a TikTok today about um it was on Facebook. I I was watching somebody posted on Facebook a TikTok and mm-hmm. I watched it, and um, it was about a woman at Target, right in our area in Grand Rapids, who well, Target has unisex uh, fitting rooms. Oh, and uh, or I'm not sure if every Target does, but I know there are two at least by us that do. And um, she said she was walking into the fitting room, and a man with a big bag was walking out. And when he saw her walking in, he turned around and went back in. And this part, like, made the hairs on the back of my neck crawl. She said she was trying on clothes, and when she looked in the mirror, she saw a reflection underneath the door of his bag, and it looked like it had holes cut out, like like he was filming her. And I was just like, you know, in horror movies, mirror shots really scare me, but in real life, I don't, I mean, I'm... That would be terrifying. Oh, my God. And Ugh. so anyway, uh, so I feel like if I saw someone go back in, I'd be like, you know what? Me I'll too. Just take these. Home I would and not them on at home. No, because I've I've been places where people have done things that are far less suspicious. And I'm like, you know what? It's better to just not find out what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to. Yeah. Like the target by us. This is just a total aside, but it has like parking along the side and then parking in the front and the parking along the side is usually pretty sparse so i used to like to park there because you could get a spot really close to the building and one day it was after dark and i was walking back to my car with groceries and a man was walking back to his car and we both went to the same area and it wasn't like it was just two people going but, back to their but cars, still, but I, I thought it, I to myself, it, yeah. like, I should never park here again, because once you go around the building, it's just, like, dead. It's dead. And I don't you know, know if there are any cameras over there or yeah, anything, well, you know, I mean, so. a camera, camera doesn't help you if something no. really bad happens. Yeah, a camera but, can't prevent something so from happening, but. I don't park there, I don't park there anymore at night. I will park there if it's, like, a Saturday afternoon and really busy, but if it's, if it's like a weeknight or if it's really slow, I always park. I'm like, it's better to just walk a little further. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. It's, yeah. uh, yeah. Ugh. That, ugh, that's nasty. That's creepy. I know. It was the target on Alpine. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't really like Alpine. Alpine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I don't, if I don't have to go to Alpine, I'm not gonna go. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like Alpine is like, like a last ditch effort. Like, type I grew thing. up on that side of town, so Alpine was like our 28th Street growing up. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't really like 28th Street either, though. To be oh, well, I don't either. But so, I mean, I do go to shops on 28th Street, usually around Cascade area. But uh, yeah, like just mm, no, not Alpine is. <laughs> It's just chaotic. It's it so is chaotic. chaotic. It's like you know? it's like a bottleneck. It, yeah. Like Twenty Eighth Street has side streets. So you can kind of. This has been talking about roads <laughs> in Grand Rapids, Michigan, <laughs> with Lauren and Smith. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you don't uh, live here, you don't really know what we're talking yeah. about. 
<laughs> anyway, I, I like to even I mean, think like, about that. It's Mike like, and I <laughs> have talked about how I really enjoy hearing like colloquialisms from people talking about cities that I don't go to, like right. residents. So I, I find it kind of novel to just hear people's life experience in a way that I'm like, I have no idea what they're talking about. So hopefully, hopefully there's other people who find that novel because <laughs> you just got a little bit of it. How was your time off? <laughs> it was good. Um, I don't really have any, uh, well, I mean, I kind of talked to you about how I was watching The Girl in the Basement and about the Joseph Fritzl thing, and I was like, no, we're good. Uh, I never finished it, and I never will. I'm good. After, I was like, eh. <laughs> Anyway, that's really, like, I really don't think I, I don't know. I binge-watched pretty much the entire Sabrina series, except for, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Wish, except for the last season, because that season sucks, so I never watch it. Plus, the ants are, like, aren't in it, and that's, like, one of my favorite parts about the show. Yeah, what's so. the point of the show? The I know. Like, that's what it's I think just, about like, stop using magic, too. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not gonna bring back the full cast, then don't even bother. Exactly. Yeah, like, uh, the community movie, you know? It's fine if they don't bring back Pierce, because that makes sense, because he's dead in the show. But... Bring back Donald Glover, damn it. And surely <laughs> I don't want to do it without them. Yeah, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I would say all or nothing. Exactly. No. Except for Pierce. He can go away. Bye. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. Whatever. Well, plus I don't. If a character has died. Yeah. Then there's no. I mean, well, no it's one, not Fast like, and Furious. Yeah. You're not going to resurrect every <laughs> dead character. Right, right. They're like, I took a serum. Well, I mean, you community could, I think it's, it's. It has it has a whimsy enough of a whimsy where you could kind of maybe write him back in, but I don't think he'll be back because he got fired because no one liked working with him because he was a huge asshole. Yeah. So he was. I mean, he was really hard to work with. So it's like, why? Why would you want to bring this back when the entire cast is like, no, we're good. We don't. <laughs> we don't even want to talk to him. We don't want to see him. You know. It's like, whatever. Um, I, I agree. Like, if they don't bring back the whole cast, it's like, what are we even doing? You know? Mm -hmm. I mean, whatever. Anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't really... I wouldn't say that I've really watched anything recently or anything that I really want to, like, want to talk about. Um, other than, you know, how, like, just scary the girl in the basement was gonna be <laughs> before i turned it off no thank you no thanks i'm good thank yeah. you i finished the meep geese story um, oh a yeah small light is really, it good really 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 good i recommend it and it ended well too well it's a true story so <laughs> i mean like it was written the ending was written well <laughs> the whole thing the whole thing was done really well uh, good good yeah 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 there are uh some i don't know <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I feel like I have a good uh, segue into the movie. Oh. If you're ready, um, I like a great ending. Unlike how I felt the Danish girl ended. <laughs> wow, because I said the same thing. Did you? I was afraid that I was going to be uh, maybe a little too harsh about okay. the ending of this movie. I have some thoughts about it, and I, yeah, I have some thoughts about it. So, so now I'm intrigued because I was a little bit nervous coming into this recording. <laughs> so, I'll give a synopsis. Give a synopsis. Okay, so it's uh, 1920s Denmark, and this uh, man Einar is married to his wife Gerda, and Einar feels like he is a uh, transgender woman. So it's basically about him 
transitioning into living his life, her life as a woman. I kind of go back and forth on the pronouns. Um, I just because like in some parts he is like identifying as a man and then others identifying as a woman so i think i'll probably end up going just back and forth on those just to like let you know so i don't yeah, yeah. i feel like i'll be doing the same because he he was uh, both genders yeah throughout yeah. the movie mm-hmm. right um so do you want to start like do you want to talk about the ending first or should we work our way there well what did you think of the movie before we started before well we start? um I liked most of it. I liked about, I would say, like, 95% of it. The ending was... It... it, it I, wa- I want to get there. I don't want to say how I feel about it right now. You know what I mean? I want to get there. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, how did you feel about the movie? Well, I didn't really like it. Okay. Um, I felt like maybe I was having the wrong emotions when I was watching it. Okay. Um, because I felt, I felt extremely heartbroken and sad for Gerda. And that was really hard for me to get over. Right. And, um, and I was like, I don't think that what I'm feeling is the intention of the movie. Maybe it is, but I wish that they would have, um, maybe showed the ugly side of what was happening a little bit more than they did. Cause I'm, if something this is based on a true story and i feel like i mean that's it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking for both of them and that's why i feel very nervous talking about this movie because i never want to i never want to suggest that einar was wrong or was doing anything wrong he obviously felt a certain way and that's not my intention to criticize that right but this movie was so sad it was sad for both of them but i was was so sad for gerda i can't i mean the pain it's like it's almost worse than your husband dying and and i felt like i can understand that yeah you can love somebody and you can want them to come into their own to come into who they're truly meant to be but that if that means they're leaving you in the dust that still would be so sad and i I just so i i don't know i felt like when i was watching the movie i kept chiding myself because i'm like i don't think i'm supposed to feel this sad for her but i did and and we'll get more into it but i just didn't really like the movie and i also thought the ending was like really contrived i did not like the ending at all <laughs> that is exactly how i felt it was the contrived yeah. is the perfect word to describe that i was like oh okay all right okay mm-hmm. okay yeah no not am i happy about this no no i'm not like you know it's like Ugh. yeah and i um that's what i left the four minute and 30 second <laughs> voice message for my friend just ranting four about the minute? ending you said it was 15 minutes no, it's four minutes. Oh, I said okay. we've left fifteen oh, minutes okay. messages to each other, but this so one in minutes. particular was four minutes long. Yeah, um, I I thought that it was a beautiful film, but I also think that you are right. It's very it's heartbreaking. You know, um, I think that the ending could have been written better. Uh, it left me just feeling a little bit like um, it's like. So, my mom used to buy this kind of bread. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know this sounds weird. She used to buy this kind of bread that, like, really reminded me of, like, eating cardboard. It just, like, was not that tasty. It's like when you want a bre- when you want a sandwich with, like, a nice Italian loaf, but you get that shitty cardboard bread. That's what the ending felt like. <laughs> like, I was, like my, like, my mouth was salivating for this great Italian bread, and all I got was a shitty cardboard bread. You know, and I was like, cool. Yeah. That's, I'll still eat it. But I don't like it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what that felt like. It was just like, oh, it's just disappointing, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I I wondered what you thought about their chemistry, Alicia Vikander and, and Eddie Redmayne. Well, I really liked the beginning of the movie. I thought that they were a very, like, cute couple. Mm-hmm. And... They were very real with each other, and they were quite romantic, and it seemed like they had a really beautiful connection, and I think Alicia Vikander is awesome. Like I said in A Royal oh, Affair, yeah. I was like, she has chemistry with, like, a, a rock, you know? <laughs> she's, um, she's pretty great, yeah. But, so I, I really liked, I don't know, I liked, I liked their life together i i liked their little dog i liked that they were both painters me too and um yeah i don't know why did you have a problem with their chemistry or well no but i wondered so i wrote down i don't know if it was intentionally made to feel less romantic and more like a friendship you know because that's kind of the vibe i got was there was i mean there were obviously romantic moments between them but to me there was something about the way that they interacted that just screamed more like friendship to me than romantic you know and it felt like that the more the movie went on which made sense i I think yeah i agree with you the more the movie went on and that's kind of what i mean when i wish the movie would have shown the the quote-unquote ugly parts a little bit more because it 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 showed Gerda being a little bit upset about, you know, basically losing her husband and her whole marriage falling apart. Yeah. But it didn't really show, like... I think if... I think if you were married to somebody who felt like they w- should have been born a female and who had these these urges and these desires and this you know this this thing going on in their lives i mean i i feel like you 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 would have a heartbreaking realization much sooner that that like maybe i'm not what he's looking for right and that would be so heartbreaking and sad and 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 it really she did there was one moment when she said to him like early on she's like i'm your wife i know all your secrets and that's when i thought like i thought that they were going to come back to that line and she was going to be like i always knew it but i was denying i was in denial you know because i loved you and i wanted to be i want us to be together as man and wife right but that never happened and i just because i i really liked that so basically she had him put on stockings and high heels because she had to finish a painting and the model was late so she she had him wear and and he's sort of like that's when you see that he sort of is is really enjoying like looking beautiful and dressing like a woman but they showed before that of him sort of like gingerly touching like the ballet costumes and 
and then later in the movie he says that that desire had always been there like his whole life right um lily who is like at w- once he transitions and, and becomes a, f- a female, she said her name is Lily, and mm-hmm. she says, you know, like this has always been there, and and so you get the feeling that he that they were repressing it, like right, right, repressing that feeling, and I like that they set that up, and it wasn't just like oh he put on high heels one day and then decided you know he wanted to dress like a woman, yeah, I mean, like, right, right, because like, that just doesn't always happen felt, overnight, yeah, yeah, that's like he always that, felt like yeah. there was a woman inside, and right, and I liked that, and I think that they took of showing that like this is something that had been just extremely repressed but they never showed her side of the story where you know she's just like i was dreading you know you'd be like dreading the day instead they they kind of made her like almost unbelievably supportive yeah and i think that you would be supportive if you loved somebody to a certain point like if you knew like i'm not going to make them happy and this is hurting this is hurting everybody they need to become who they are that's one thing but i felt like she didn't have enough outrage at the life that they were losing that she wanted to have a baby with him right had to give that up like i think it would be so incredibly difficult to like see the love of your life see your husband because they seem like they were like soulmates and in that sense um i think you know like at the beginning of the movie i thought they seemed like they were really compatible and so I'm going to say the love of your life, even though maybe that's like ultra romanticized. But you, to see your husband, you still see his face. You smell like what his smell, you know, like, you know, that familiar smell, the familiar voice, the familiar laugh, the familiar walk in your life and in your home. But it's not your husband anymore. And I can't imagine how heartbreaking that would be to have to suddenly and without your consent let go of that dream because everything that einar slash lily was doing was what einar and lily wanted and i thought lily lost a lot of empathy and compassion and and i think like if you're married you have to talk to your spouse about this stuff and i'm not trying to be cruel or harsh but i thought it was pretty cruel or harsh that her life was getting taken away from her because of the decisions that Einar was making and I am not trying to minimize any of the struggle that he went through I mean that couldn't have been easy but I just wish that the movie would have shown that a little bit more because instead she was just like I'm upset but it's all right and I'm like yeah she's your wife like this isn't just somebody in your life this isn't a sister this isn't a friend this isn't a girlfriend it's not it's your wife and you have a responsibility towards your spouse to like you're not you don't belong to yourself anymore and and i wish that they like i i keep saying the ugly bits and maybe that sounds insensitive but i just wish they would have shown that more because i i really didn't feel as much compassion towards lily as i probably should have because i was so incredulous at at how like lily point blank said to gerda or Einar is is gone and you have to accept that and I was like are you t- like you got to choose everything that happened to you you got to choose and she was just she she didn't have a choice right you know and that like I said I'm really not trying to be insensitive but that's my true thoughts as I was watching the movie and maybe it would have been a little bit of an easier pill to swallow if they had shown some more emotion on both sides 
Yeah, I I agree with you somewhat because I think that, um, like, I didn't really understand why they had to give up their life as a married couple, even though he was no longer identif or she was no longer identifying as a woman. You know what I mean? I was like, you still love each other. That has not changed. So why? I was thinking about that as well, but it it seemed like Lily was suddenly like attracted to men. Well, I think that she always probably was, but maybe just societal pressure or maybe bisexual because yeah bisexual i could see bisexual i mean they had sex a lot when they were when they were like right right man and woman they were like constantly getting it on so i mean but i also read the wikipedia page on them and and um once again going back to my phrase the ugly bits the dutch government annulled their marriage because it oh, wouldn't okay. allow two women to be married oh see and why I was like why didn't they, they why didn't they put that in this movie because yeah. that would be that would have made as sense. heartbreaking right as and I, maybe i mean like in the real life story i'm sure there was so much more emotion from the two of them and but in this story, it just made it seem like it was more sunshine and roses than I think it actually was. Yeah. And I yeah. wish that they would have had stuff like that. Because, like, I don't know. It, it's just, it's a lot. It's a it's, lot. And that movie, the yeah. movie took on a story that they weren't fully prepared to tell, I think. Right. Maybe. We just heard some car race by, so yeah. that's what you heard. Um, yeah, I... Uh, <sighs> I, I agree with you. I think that they did make it too, like, idealistic, you know, versus realistic. Because I think, especially, and this was 100 years ago, you know, this was over 100 years ago, or about. I don't think, I think it was like 90 something. It was but. pretty pretty damn close either way. Um, and it, this would be difficult. It's difficult now. But. I, yeah, I guess I don't, why wouldn't they, because uh, I was so confused and I, I like, well, not confused, but I like wrote down about how they were kind of talking about how like things were over between them. But I was like, but we never really saw anything like that. So I just kind of assumed that they continued well, somewhat Lily of a relationship. Also, you know? Lily was also cheating. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I that made me angry as well, because Einar would be like, it's Lily, not me. And oh yeah, like, no. Okay. I was like, uh, no, but Lily Listen, is you, so maybe take responsibility watched, for your actions. I haven't actions. watched that many uh, episodes of Cheaters, but I don't think that the <laughs> internet would accept like your dual cheating, yeah. non-cheating. Yeah, just go, Lily. Like, just go on. Am I it's the, the asshole? same body? I mean, it's the <laughs> same body. <laughs> I, and I, like I said, I feel like I might. I when I was watching this movie, I had like a continuous sinking feeling because I really don't want to sound insensitive toward transgender people. But I feel like I do want to sound insensitive about parts of this movie because I think that the depth of human cruelty to say it's not me, it's Lily is like I can't sympathize with that. Right. So I that would be so hard. Like I know I'd be so pissed if like, someone came at yeah, like it'd be like, No, I saw you fucking cheating and it was you because you're in the yeah. same goddamn body, you asshole. Like and, Am I the asshole? <laughs> well, I just and he and and Lily Einar said like Lily would never have sex with a man and I don't know if he meant like ever or just not be or because we're married but they were kissing and he was going on dates with uh, 
August from uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Women Talking. Hold on, ben Wisha. Ben Wisha. Uh, let me look up the name of the character. Henrik. Hen- oh, Henrik. Okay. Henrik. So they were going uh, on I'm dates just and pull it up anyway. And like, but and so and she saw them kissing. And I'd be like, you know what? The appropriate response when your wife sees you kissing another man is not, it wasn't me, it was Lily. It's like, I'm really sorry. This is a really, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was in the wrong. I was, because even, it doesn't matter who you are, you know right from wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, and so and that also, made it really hard for me. Like I said, you're I, still, you're still the same brain. You didn't get a brain transplant. I, well, you wouldn't be the same really brain. I'm afraid. I was really afraid because this movie was, um, dealt with some things in a way that I it made it hard for me to be like I don't know how I'm going to review this because I don't know if I really think that R&R or Lily is, is like a character that is, is very good. Yeah, I well... Or well well done maybe is what I mean. Well, okay. It, being someone who being transgender or gay or another good example of this is disabled because a lot of people use like um people who are disabled in films as like motivational like inspiration porn like oh they're so great for living their lives and it's like well they're a normal person just living their life so like you know it doesn't being that person or having that um whatever does not disinclude someone from being an asshole that's a good point (laughs) like it's a good point and i think that i think that there is a certain what i think is a very toxic way of viewing um people that like maybe who are transgender who are gay or whatever you know or disabled or something as being like perfect or angelic or whatever is a really toxic way of viewing someone because they're still a fucking person that doesn't like they're still they can still be a giant piece of shit even if they are whatever you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. that does not having uh, being that person does not prevent you from not like you know it does not make you a good person all of a sudden Mm -hmm. so i understand i understand where you're coming from because i think there's a lot of um with us being podcasters and uh, dare i say influencers (laughs) uh, i think there it is a little scary to approach a subject like this that has been um has had a lot of uh you know i mean like the people are being like canceled over the smallest things you know and so we obviously do not want to come across as someone or or as as transphobic or you know ableist or whatever i just want to include that in there because i was making you know um i was talking about just people with disabilities um but we also have to look at it from the perspective of this is a character, regardless of whether or not they are male or female, they're still a character. And that does not preclude them from making shitty moves or being a shitty person or doing shitty things to their significant other. So I, I understand, I totally understand where you're coming from, but I also think that Lily's still a person. Lily's still going to make mistakes. She, you know, she, she, it was not okay that she was cheating on Gerda at all. And the fact that she could not take responsibility, but was saying that it was uh, Enar's fault, which I had the hardest time remembering. I kept wanting to call him Irwin or like <laughs> other name, like <laughs> E-based names. I was like, what is the name? And I had to keep looking it up. I was like, Enar, Enar. Okay. Because Lily, for some reason, I mean, it's a lot easier to remember, I guess. But um you know, and and so 
I, what I'm saying is I get where you're coming from, but I think that I don't think you have to be as afraid as you're feeling because this is still a character and we still have to talk about who they were and how they affected their actions affected other people, especially, you know, Gerda, mm-hmm. um, because I, you know, I, it, I keep going back to that thing of the, the annulment of the marriage. Why wouldn't they just include that? Just a letter, you know, anything. I, I was like, confused about that as well, because I think the, the real story and I, Gerda died. She died young, didn't like she? in her fifties. Uh, she married somebody for. She married a man after their marriage was annulled. She married a man, but it only lasted like a year. And oh, then she sort bad. of like. I think she like drank herself to death or something. Oh. And and I just. I mean, like I think that also was like stuff like that is like a, a is is a symptom of like a great trauma oh oh and yeah i big can imagine time, big that time yeah um the husband that you love and have built a life with and wanted to start a family with deciding to upend everything um i think that would be very traumatic and, oh yeah and i think that this movie missed a great opportunity to show all that passion and to also show in the midst of all that passion somebody like getting the chance be, for for the first time in history getting the medical opportunity to become the gender they feel they they should have been born as right right you know right and and i and i think that that story maybe would have bloomed all the brighter if they would have shown just more passion like lily was 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 so mousy and yeah. and 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 i think like if you are getting if you are doing an experimental surgery on the most sensitive part of your body, you would not be mousy. <laughs> yeah, and I'm that not was saying I don't so know who scary. the real, I don't know the real Lily. I don't know much, but I'm just saying like give this woman some spirit, you know? <laughs> like oh my yeah. gosh, this was like a caricature of what somebody like what a woman would act like. It wasn't, you know, like like right. This woman is like i mean i can't even imagine the pain and discomfort well to go through your whole life feeling like you're in the wrong body number one and number two to get that surgery and then to just i don't know like like make her live she was she needed to live i you know? know i i mean we'll we'll get to that point but i i don't even mean the ending. i just mean like give her passion right give no her, you mean, yeah yeah i guess i i guess i did i I did like that Gerda was, was, uh, what am I, supportive. But I also agree that the level of support that she was for Lily did seem a little over the top. Like, well, it, it, sorry. No, no, go for it. I just want to jump in. Just, just, just going to jump in. I agree with you that I liked overall how supportive she was, but I think they needed a mega explosion in the middle. I think so, too. Yeah. And then for her to come back to being supportive. Yeah, I think so, too. Sorry. No, no, I I think you're totally right. I think that there... It's... It was, like, too conveniently written that she was supportive. And I think that... 
I I think you're right. I think you're spot on that. I think that it, having like an explosive fight, which is totally normal for to happen between couples. Um, I it's mean, totally that, normal to happen and if your explosive if fights your are normal. But arguing like, is <laughs> overdraws the bank account. You have an explosive argument if your partner totally upends your whole life yeah. i mean that's like a nuclear bomb explosion. I, yeah i mean gerda you know? like it's understandable why gerda feels she feels left behind she probably feels depressed she feels angry and um you know i mean here's someone that she loved and she saw a future with this guy and then all of a sudden well not really all of a sudden i mean not to him but you know kind of to her all of a sudden he's like I actually am not who I said I was. And it's, I think the issue is that he is, or she, Lily is almost like, if you, almost like expecting Gerda to just accept her. And that's the thing is that we, you shouldn't just expect that of anyone, really, because that's not, I mean, it's a it's not a good idea to assume anyway but i think that you know if if gerda wanted children well there's there her hopes go down the drain of children you know i really didn't i mean like since this is a movie i know it's based on a true story but i'm gonna forget about that for just a second and just say since this was a movie i couldn't figure out why they couldn't like continue the process of trying to have children before yeah uh, einar transitioned fully and now because he was completely sexually attracted to her up until the right. point that that he started like having the issues with like jumping between lily and einar which and, i didn't know, understand why so he would like, lose his sexual attraction to i was her. thinking that as well because if he is truly bisexual then that shouldn't matter and i understand like if you feel like your sex organs are incorrect like maybe that would cause another blockage but they didn't really they never talked about that until right. the only time they ever talked about well i guess they showed him like tucking his penis in mm -hmm. and then like he got really sad when he was watching that like peep show and he realized i really you know, liked that scene i thought that was really i, I loved, thought it was very like uh, they were mirroring each other yeah, yeah i so thought he's that, like, that was that was she's nice doing like an interpretive nude dance and he's sort of mimicking it to try to get like female motions down mm -hmm. and then she starts feeling herself like masturbating almost and he gets really depressed and leaves because he doesn't have a vagina but right he never they never had a conversation him and gerda never had a conversation about that and there was never any any inclination that now that he's lily now that she's lily she just doesn't want to have sex with uh, well she did get that radiation treatment, which I think cause, probably causes burns and pain. Yeah, I don't... But um, I just think, like... Weird 1920s yeah, medicine. But I just... I was I was thinking to myself, like, for this movie, like, they're married. They're both sexually attracted to each other. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that would change uh, initially. So why wouldn't they try to have a child together? But, I, I, you know, I mean... It's based on a true story, and I guess there's no children in that story, so maybe that's why to just come back to that. But right. Well, I think okay. So I think that a big one of I think maybe the answer lies in a specific scene. 
So there's a scene where after she um, shows off her her gallery, Rasmussen, Rest, Rest, Rest is that his name? Um, he looked like a poor man's Hugh Laurie. Yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> the curator. Yeah. I was like, the entire time I was like, poor man's Hugh Laurie. Yeah, yep. big time. Um, she is like excitedly kissing um, Einar's chest. And then it looks like she's about to like give him a blowjob. And he like severe, like he gets really, really scared. Yeah, but that's after the radiation treatment. So I that's thought true. that was because he had like burns. But that, I don't know. That's true. But they didn't really. I specify. think it was long enough where that could have been healed. I think it was more the trauma of wanting to not be a man. Okay, that's what I think. Probably. I think that, that's probably because I could see oral sex being a very triggering thing if you do not want to have the organ you have. You know what I mean? I don't know. I honestly I don't know. I can't speak to that at all. That's, I mean I, that's I feel my like my theory on it. I don't know. I mean I, think I don't that know makes either, sense, but I know? honestly I honestly don't know one way or the other because I I, I mean even sure. having sex could be triggering yeah, because it's not little, you're you're using a part of your body that you're like i don't want this this is not part of me you know I, i'm not a man you know I, yeah i honestly i i have no idea because i, I have I different either. i have thoughts in my head that i'm not sure how to express but i i don't know yeah i don't <laughs> either I, I i i honestly don't know um he didn't seem to have a problem with her before right um so that's i don't i don't know i mean it, it could i be wish they the would trauma. have talked about it more right they right. could have they could have done research on this movie and talked to transgender people and get their experiences be like okay when you had a penis how did you feel about sex right what was that like for you uh and vice versa and maybe written that in a little bit maybe had him say to gerda like i'm really sorry but i just i feel so disassociated from this male anatomy that i just can't anymore yeah you know and and that's what i mean like show some passion because like if your husband says like we can't have sex anymore because i you know like i'm not attracted to you in that way like that would be devastating oh yeah yeah and kidding me? and it's not like it's not like a situation where your romance is fizzling and you're getting a divorce or you know your your partner has been in a debilitating accident so life just looks different in that regard it is one day your partner just decided without your consent that they're done right and i think that that it's like this movie <laughs> needed fire it needed yeah, fire and yeah. it didn't have it it was yeah. just like it was a lot of smoke and no fire yeah and and i was just like no she should be pissed at him she should threaten him with a kitchen knife like get <laughs> out of my that. house not she shouldn't kill him and she should be supportive don't get me wrong i'm just saying like you're allowed to hate somebody before you support them well <laughs> Not only that, but she's allowed to feel angry. Yeah. She's allowed to feel depressed, angry, mad at, at Lily. You know, she's allowed to feel any emotion that she wants to feel because she it's any emotion she does feel is valid. 
But you're right, they really didn't get into that. And it was more focused on Lily and her experience, which I appreciate. But I, I think you're right that, like, the the Danish girl is about Lily transitioning into a woman. But it's also about Gerda. It's about both of them. This is not just about her, you know, just about Lily. So... I, I, I agree with you. I think that the the fact that they didn't include really anything where Gerda's like, hey, what the fuck is going on? You know, like we were cool like last month and now suddenly you're acting weird. Also, you cheated on me. So FYI, like I'm not OK with that, <laughs> right. you know, um, and <clears throat> and not just cheated on her once he or she Lily. It's hard to like. <laughs> it's all right. I know. Einar Lily. um cheated on her multiple times with the same person like going over to Heinrich's house and and hanging out with him and Netflix and chilling <laughs> yeah and and you know so it's not like Gerda caught Lily one time and was like don't do that again and Gerda's <laughs> like you're right and totally I was wrong I'm sorry no 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 she was like, cool, I see what you're saying, but I'm going to keep doing what I want to do. And it's like, okay, well, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, like you can't, you're can't. you still married. So yeah. like you're leaving a trail of wreckage behind you. Right. And, and you're not doing anything to clean it up. Like it was always about becoming Lily and never mm-hmm. about um, a restoration of, you know, like there was right. never any like, listen, I know that the last year of our lives has totally you you might feel like you're like untethered to earth and you're just like floating in outer space and you don't have anybody and that part of that is my fault and i apologize like there was nothing like that einar was just einar became lily and lily just bulldozed anybody's emotions and i and i think that that is on the writers i think that that is i think you're right it's because I, i feel like i if you truly love somebody even if i'm not saying that Einar wouldn't become Lily if he truly loved Gerda. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you truly love somebody and you are going to turn their life upside down, you do whatever you can to try to minimize the collateral damage. Yeah, I I understand. I think that I think I think the issue with this movie it's always interesting. I always like watching a movie and then hearing what you think because it's it, sometimes it like kind of changes my point of view. Not in a bad way. No, no, no. It's a good thing because I'm hearing multiple. Um, this is this is part of the reason I don't watch trailers because I oh. don't like to have any preconceived notions going in. Well, I have seen the trailer for the Danish Girl, yeah. but this is also an older movie, so it's a little bit different. Not older. It's like it's like eight years old. But whatever, you get what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> But it's nice to hear that because it's like things that I don't necessarily think of. And then I go, oh, shit. Yeah, that's true. And then I'm like, huh, maybe I didn't like this movie as much as I thought I did. But it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. So don't. Yeah. Like, okay. don't take it like in a, in a bad way. But um, uh, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say that for a movie that's supposedly like very deep, it does have. I, it's a little bit too shallow. Yeah, it's it's I, I think that you're right that. It seems to me that except for the ending, everything kind of just really fell nicely into place. And especially in 1920s, that doesn't seem like it should have happened that way. And we had the one instance where we saw those two men beat um, uh, Lily up, which Mm -hmm. was really scary. Um, 
And I have to say, there is there's a scene after that where she goes to um, Hans, and there's like you can see her through the window, and there's like the one part of her face that's undamaged, and then like she she moves over, and then you can see the damaged part. And I was like, fuck, that's a fucking great great shot. Like, I was like, shit, that's such a good shot. <laughs> that is that was a good shot. There's a, a couple good shots like that through a window. I thought in the yeah. movie that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I thought the movie was very beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was very beautiful. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that Gerda, I think that for how talented Alicia Vikander is, she was kind of underutilized for this role, you know, um, it's, there is really no sort of like big explosion of emotion that she ever, you know, expresses. And I think that that's something that we needed as a viewer, you know, because she's just so okay with it almost seemingly the entire time. And I just don't think she should have been, you no, know, I mean, I'm not yeah. saying that she can't be accepting like you said earlier, but this is her life that's also being she has to go totally th- turned upside down. Yeah. You know? She has to go through the stages of grief. Yeah. And, and it, it, you are grieving. You're grieving the person that you married the because they're no longer that dead. person. Right. Yeah. And it's not like you, like we talked about where even though Einar transitioned into Lily, they could still stay romantic. They obviously couldn't. They didn't. Right. And right. Uh, even if their marriage was annulled, they could still stay romantic like even if they added that story but they didn't because lily lily didn't want to be with her her, a female anymore and and i don't think gerda wanted to be with a female either you know right right so yeah and there was that scene where gerda was like i want to hold my husband i want to talk to my husband right and and i thought lily was especially cruel in that scene and that's when she said like I think she said, like, he's gone or something. Right. And I thought, like, Lily, if you want, listen, if you want grace, you have to give grace, you know. And and I think that people gave Lily a little too much grace that maybe she didn't deserve. Because if, like, here's your wife and she is heartbroken and she's saying, I want to hold my husband. And I felt like Lily's response was a little bit heartless. And I'm not saying that Lily should have, like immediately become Einar again and say I'm just saying like you have to you have you are responsible for the wreckage you create whether you're doing the right thing for yourself or not you know I think you have to remember that that anything that's in your wake that you created in that you didn't have to you're responsible for that and 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 then I thought like in that moment I was waiting for Garrett to just like like scream like to have a, a breakdown and and she didn't right. and that's when she went to hans and like they kissed mm-hmm. really passionately and then she left but so she she did have sort of a passionate outburst in the fact that she went and kissed him but she like, i didn't that's like that it. i, I well, didn't like it that. felt dirty because it's like he's Ugh. like a mutual friend between them and i was like that's weird like well, can't and she's just so vulnerable yeah. too like i was it's, like yeah and I'm he, like, he <laughs> wanted to like take her out to dinner yeah with, like, I, they, like i i don't think hans was ever a bad guy i think he was always a good person but um it and it wasn't so much that he like kissed her back it wasn't actually anything that had to do with him it was more just like she was so so vulnerable yeah. and she was like experiencing one 
one of the worst things she's probably ever going to go through. Yeah. And like an experience that most people will never have, you know, like I would say majority of people are never going to have this experience. Um, And just just I was like, oh, no, don't go over there because this is like and I was really worried that they're going to sleep together. And then afterwards, she was going to be like, oh, this is a terrible decision. I was was concerned about that as well. I also would have given him some side eye if he was like, you know, sleeping with a girl who's like crying her eyes out. I've been like, my guy, my guy, (laughs) my guy, what are you doing here? Um, But I am. Oh, I wanted to say, and I, you know, actually I have to look up a picture of him uh, because I'm pretty sure that Eddie Redmayne has a pretty prominent Adam's apple. And I thought that, and I I was looking at, um, like, as as I was watching, like, the, um, what is that? Not the titles, what they're called. What the fuck are they called? The credits. Thank you. Jeez. (laughs) Um, I was like, I was like, you know, they said that there was a prosthetics person. And so I was wondering, it does kind of look like he does have one. I can't really find... Uh, a little bit, yeah. You can kind of see like a curve right there. Oh yeah, yeah. So I thought that that was interesting because I thought he had a very like feminine neck, you know. And uh, then I, when I saw the prosthetics, I was like, oh shit, they probably just covered the Adam's apple because it was so prominent, you know. Um, well, wouldn't I mean? Why would they cover that up? I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that they had prosthetics because what? Who else was? But Lily would have Lily would have an Adam's apple. Right, I know, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think that's what they did, though. But why would they cover it up? I don't know. That's all I'm saying is that's what I think oh. they did. <laughs> I see. I thought you were suggesting they. Co- I was. That was my fault. No, I, I. I think what I'm saying is that I think they hired a prosthetics person to cover the Adam's apple. Oh, yes. okay. That's what I'm saying, and I thought that that was interesting because I saw in the credits prosthetics, and I was like, "Oh, okay." The prosthetics, and credits. then I thought maybe that's what they did. So okay. that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the whole time it probably made sense, but not to me <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't. I'm like, I, I thought don't you know were what suggesting you want me to tell no, you. No, <laughs> I thought you were suggesting that it was good that they covered it up, like because Lily, no, no. Lily was female, and I was like, but Lily would have an Adam's no. apple because no. the body that Lily is in has an Adam's apple. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that's not what I was. I was okay. just. Saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Um, <laughs> I was looking at Eddie Redmayne's Wikipedia page. To be fair, so maybe that <laughs> hindered. You were confused. Yeah, confused. I I did write. I love casual and unsexualized nudity in films, and I really like that they showed both of them nude, I, and it was just very. I agree. I thought like, the nudity was uh, refreshing, just, just really natural, like mm-hmm. you said, and um, normal. And I I love when they do that. I Mm -hmm. think that they should do that in films. I think it's great. I think it's... I don't think nudity is anything that should be, you know, like... I think a lot of films use it as... They always sexualize it. And so seeing it... Seeing nude... You see both of them naked. And I was like... And it wasn't, like, shocking. It was never shocking. And that's, I think, sometimes they... Like, films do that. They use, like, nudity as a shocker. Um... It was never shocking. It was just very like casual and normal and like healthy normal nudity. And I was like, okay. And you know, and they showed Eddie Redmayne naked. Um, by the way, congratulations, Eddie. You have very nice. You know, um, <laughs> what? Don't give me that look. Uh, I like how you just talked about like you liked 
nudity and like and then you couldn't even <laughs> say penis sexualized it. no you know i did i mean you couldn't say the word penis you you said I you know didn't i wasn't gonna say the word penis i was gonna say like i don't know what i was gonna say i was gonna be like <laughs> i just made a hand gesture i guess that's it yeah. it's just a hand gesture it's very a nice gesture hand gesture yeah. um penis <laughs> Uh, did you ever watch Scrubs when you were younger? Yes. <laughs> There's like a scene where, what was it, Elliot, I think, played by Sarah Chalk. And uh, she like couldn't say penis and vagina. And so yeah. like she finally got over her fear of it. And so she's with like her boyfriend and she's like, I have a vagina and you have a penis. And he's like, congratulations, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that episode. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Uh, oh, oh, Elliot. Um, so... I I think Eddie. So I I want to know like so you obviously like Lacey of a Candor. Did you think Eddie Redmayne was good as as Lily? Like how did you think about his performance? I thought he was a good casting. I thought that he has interesting features that are sort of they can be androgynous. I agree. And and I thought that he has a very like elegant way of moving, and he has a very elegant like sort of way of talking so he can make his voice more feminine or less you know and he he looked masculine enough where i could believe at the beginning that his transition might come might shock people Mm -hmm. but then he also looked feminine enough where you know like Certain people didn't he even just, recognize yeah, him people, as Lily. They thought he you know? was like Lily. He thought Except he was Einar's Ola. cousin. They yeah. Thought, yeah, she was Einar's cousin, and and I, I think he's grown on me as an actor over the last few things I've seen him in. Like the first time I saw him in Les Miserables, I wasn't like super impressed was. with him, but that movie wasn't great. But <laughs> Um, and then that was I like a he painful did. three hours. And every <laughs> sorry, I just have to say, every time Javert came onto the screen, I'd start laughing. And I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing at this character, but I can't take him seriously. <laughs> and like, ninety percent of it was definitely because it was Russell Crowe. Like, I was like, oh, Russell Crowe. I'm like this fucking guy again. Oh boy. Anyway, and I like, and it, I thought he did a really good job of Stephen Hawking and the Theory of Everything. I've never seen that one. And so I think that he's sort of grown on me, but um, I thought the casting was was good. I think maybe they could have given him a little bit better direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the direction was lacking a little bit because he definitely the has the skills, and in some scenes he held his own with Alicia Vikander. So I, I don't think it's a matter of his talent. I think it's a matter of like, what do you want this movie to actually be? Right, right. And uh, so yeah, why? What, what did you think? I thought he was great. I thought I think he kind of has like a feminine energy about him. Um, feminine energy. Fem- <laughs> fem- I love mixing words together. You like portmanteaus? I do. I love portmanteaus. Uh, I um. I think he's great. And actually, it's funny because I didn't really like him. And then I saw him in Les Miserables. And after I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm kind of like a big fan. Because <laughs> I thought he was great in that. There was actually, 
I did like bits and pieces of that film, but overall, I I never want to watch that again. It was so long, and I'm like, I'm like, ugh. And well, and I've talked before about how I saw that one guy on like Britain's Got Talent, and he sang that song from Les Miserables, and it was really great and emotionally done. I was super excited to watch the movie, and then Hugh Jackman sang that song, and I was like, um. No, 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 thank you. I'm good. Thank you. No, you can take that back. I'm fine. Thank you. Yep. No, just bring the other guy forward because he's just like, like he had like the passion behind it. But then Hugh, Jack- Hugh Jackman's a good actor. And I think he has a great singing voice. But I there was just I, I didn't have any real connection with the movie. Actually, the only reason I saw it was because I had a friend that um, had like a huge crush on Anne Hathaway. And she's like, girl we gotta go see this movie because my girl my girlfriend Anne Hathaway's in it and I was like cool that's fine let's go see it and then I remember and I was just like when is this movie gonna end <laughs> 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 like, oh god this is the longest film in the world <laughs> you know what I have seen longer films but that one was super long because it was bad, bad. <laughs> I think I would feel differently if I saw it on the stage but someone would have to literally drag me to go see it because I've seen the movie and I don't think I really want to see the stage performance. I'm like, I'm, I think I'm okay. I'm good. I'm like, oh, a bunch of depressed French people that are dying during the revolution. Great. Fun. <laughs> Super fucking fun. <laughs> Let's sell our teeth <laughs> to make a living. <laughs> you know, that's what happens to Dan Hathaway's character. Um, but uh, let's see what else. I feel like I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, So there's that scene where he was going to the doctors and then he read like the like the paper that the doctor was writing and then schizophrenic was written on there. Um, That just like really made me sad. Just like because it's like, okay, well, I mean, I have to keep reminding myself this is 1920s. But I was just like. He's not showing the signs of schizophrenia. Like, I was like, this is, you know, and then they were calling it like a perversion and stuff like that. And it's just, it's, it's, and I think that I feel like transgender uh, people who are transgender, there was like in the DSM, I think it's the DSM 5 now. I think it was in the previous DSMs, which is a diagnostic, diagnostic something mental i don't know anyway it's like for mental disorders anyway um and then they took it out because you know they gathered more knowledge on it realized that it was not actually mental disorder and uh but you know this is still a time when people are considering this to be a mental disorder and i just like i i see movies about people that struggle with being not in the right like not feeling like they're the right gender and I always feel very very grateful that I've always felt like a woman you know I mean I've never ever in my life ever questioned whether or not I I, like am I you know feeling like I was a a different or in a different body I've had dreams where I've been a man and I think in a past life I was a man in one of my past lives um and I don't, I don't know, I don't really like put a lot of stock into that, but there is kind of like a, I think past lives, the idea of that is kind of like a fun, fun idea. So I don't know if I really actually have more to talk about with this other than the ending. Do you want to just talk about the ending or do you have anything else? Well, I do want to say that I, I agree with you and I, I found that the scenes, the medical scenes before he found the doctor that would actually, before she found 
I know. Before it's, they it's found hard. the doctor that would actually help. Right. I really, I, I really thought the medical scenes were really heartbreaking because I, they like do. you said, I can't imagine. Um, and it looked like they were gonna like lock him. Up. Yeah, like, yeah. When, they, when he saw the schizophrenia thing, he escaped through a window, oh, yeah. and then then the doctor was walking back down the hall with like two other people. Like they were gonna like, uh, what's the word? Institutionalize him yeah, right then I think and so there. Too. And yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I know. And um, so I I thought that was really sad. And then the other doctor who, like you said, called it a perversion and was like, yeah, we can just concentrate radiation and and fix you. And of course, like this feels like it feels like like a it felt cartoonish. And I'm not it's not the movie's fault. It's like medical science's fault. It felt cartoonish that they were pointing the radiation at his genitals. It's like, this is obviously a source. <laughs> I'm laughing about that because they were saying like, oh, if it's infertility, we can fix that. And I'm like, not with that, you yeah, can't. I, yeah. And, <laughs> like, and that so, would probably do the opposite, actually. Well, I assume. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't get testicular cancer. From, I fuck. I know. And they were all and, like hiding behind like this wall. Yeah. And they're like, it's perfectly safe. And I was like, it's safe. But you guys are standing it's away from it because you know it's yeah. not safe. And so, and, <laughs> so. and so I, I think it's just really, it's really sad the links that that medical professionals put this poor person through because they kept insisting there was something wrong with him. Right. And right. Um, and so in that regard, I liked that at that point, I liked, or no, well, the radiation point, like, Gerda still thought that it would help him. Mm-hmm. But I liked that she got mad at the doctor, too. And she's like, you said you were going to help us. And, you know, right. she could see he was in pain and everything. And and so I liked that later on when they finally found the doctor that would help, Gerda was like, I believe that she is uh, a woman in inside a man's body as well. And... And I think that that scene was powerful for me because it was powerful, but not powerful enough because I think the, that scene would have packed so much more of a punch if the, the rest of the movie had had that same spirit. Right. Where it's like, like clawing your way out of something so that can be so devastating, but then realizing that you love the person and you'll take care of them and you support them. I think that that, that line where she's like, I believe that that lily is a woman trapped in a man's body would have been much more powerful because I, I thought it was it was powerful still but i think like imagine how amazing that part would be yeah. if that's what i'm thinking at least like if no the rest i think of the you're movie, right it's like a paradigm shift yeah. so you're like oh she has felt a certain way this entire movie then all of a sudden she's like you know what i'm on your side and it's like mm-hmm. oh my god there were there were several scenes where um I did get emotional and I could feel like a little bit of the tears. Like uh, there's one where um, it's after like Garrett up paints him as Lily and he walks in and he sees himself as Lily and and there's just like this expression on his face and I, and I was like oh no <laughs> you know and I'm like and like but it was like a happy cry you know yeah and then there's a line that I wrote down that uh, he says or she says I am entirely myself after her second surgery and I was like stop <laughs> I was like oh my god I'm like that I I got goosebumps that one <laughs> that one got to me um so there I mean this movie definitely touched me emotionally for sure but the ending was just so like do you just want to talk about it now yeah we're there let's do it so do you want me to go first mm-hmm. okay so I um I really don't like the trope and I've seen this 
many times of someone saying something profound and then dying right after because oh. I'm like, you mean like Queen Amidala <laughs> naming the most famous twins in movie history and then just perishing for no reason? Luke and Leia. Like Queen Amidala and Lily, I mean. You know what? I saw that movie. Right there next to each other. When it came out, I haven't seen it since, so it's been a long ass time. It's probably been what? Like, God, like 20 plus years now, I, I mean, think. Like, I'm just glad that she saw Star Wars before she died, so she knew what to name them. <laughs> I know, right? No, but I agree. I totally agree yeah. with you. I totally yeah. agree it's, with you. And, and I've seen it in other things before. I've seen it in worse. This is this is what bothers me. I've seen it in worse written movies. <laughs> now in a ter- like a bad written movie where you see it immediately that it's a bad written movie, you're like, okay. So an ending like this is kind of like, like, oh, like, son, I'm feeling fatal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> you <know>? exactly. <laughs> Like a cross over the eyes, you know, like that's over the eyes. Um, tongue sticking out. But in this, it was just like, first of all, I didn't under, I was like, okay, so maybe don't take her outside if you feel like she's very weak. This seems like a bad idea. And part of me wondered, and I was like thinking, I'm like, probably, she probably wouldn't have survived anyway, regardless of taking her outside or not. But part of me did wonder if taking her outside just like reduced the like immune system proficiency a little bit but i was like eh, i don't know, I don't know how long they were only outside i don't know i feel like it's, it's it was I more hate of a, it. like yeah i hate how convenient it is where it's like take me outside no you're too weak take me outside okay i'm dead <laughs> i'm like, like what? And she says something are you kidding like, me blah 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 <laughs> yeah it's like okay and it's, it's so it's not it's not good it's, i mean it's, alicia vikander was like she was putting everything she into was, that scene. well she was she giving was an oscar like, winning performance she was she won and, for that but and i just i remember like it didn't ruin the movie for me but man it did take away like a part of it because it, it was it just felt like what you said it felt so contrived you know, again, I was it's like, a trope. At the end, I was like, <laughs> I was like, what just happened? Wife, I'm feeling fatal. Yeah, like, what? what is this? Like, we just took this whole journey together to have Lily just sort of beautifully perish. Yeah. And yeah. that's not even the real... She did die from, like, she got, like, a, a two uterus transplants. Oh, and, really? And her body rejected the second one. Or I think that her body rejected both, but Uterus, the second one was I didn't was even fatal. know that was a thing. Well, I don't think it is, because she died from right. it. Right. I, uh, I mean, I, her, I kind of assume that people that, like, have the bottom surgery, like, they just... Well, yeah, I don't know, but I, I assume that it was, like, experimental at the time. Right. And well, I don't this know was, like, the first it, time they ever did yeah. anything like this. Right. And that's what the doctor says, which so, whose um, name I don't the remember wikipedia but. page it said that she got two uterus transplants and her body rejected them both but the second one was fatal oh but that was you know but this one was like she just had the vagina created right and the, and that and then she got um i don't know like sepsis or a fever or something and she a died. fever and yeah but i mean i actually so i was curious because i i asked the goog the Guga. When blood transfusions became a thing. It's actually 1600s to oh. 1700s. Yeah, the first blood transfusion was on an animal. Um, and then I guess they did like sheep to people blood and that worked. And so it kind of just went from there. Um, you know, didn't stop them from bleeding George Washington to death, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. The the profound thing where she's like, and it was like painful the way she said it as well. And I was like, okay, 
fully talk right now because I'm tired of this <laughs> dying voice that you're using. She's like, right. I had a dream. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to need you to speed it said. up. She's like, my mother was taking me out of a crib and she called me Lily. And I, the thing is, I think that the dream is really sweet. I think the sentiment could have is meant fine. a lot. Yeah. The sentiment is fine, but once again, the director just, <laughs> I think the director should have been like, cut, what are you doing? Right. You're dying. You're not like 90. All right. right. So just talk, talk normal. Say you had a dream. You're called Lily. And then I want you to die really dramatically because that is how <laughs> this movie is going to end. You know, I I mean, I I haven't I wouldn't say I've been around a lot of dying people, but I did kind of witness my grandmother pass away. Um, but she was sick for a long time and it was like the whole family was there. We we knew that she was going. It was it was just we were just pretty much waiting for the end, you know. Um and I can tell you that that just it, like the, it just it just doesn't happen that way. Like, I just don't think it would happen so quickly where she just, well, like, yeah. close her eyes and die. Like, it's ugh. like alive one minute, dead the next. Like, in more... Um, I was seeing that when I was watching. Like, in reality, she'd probably sort of drift off into a sort of comatose state for... Yes, I think so, too. Maybe yeah. 15 minutes, maybe 24 hours, maybe... You know what I mean? Maybe but, a week? Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, because I know that, like, the act of dying, unless you're in, like, a like a catastrophic accident right dying usually takes a little bit of time exactly yeah Mm -hmm. and and i that really and i as i've said before that trope i've seen it so many times it really bothers me because it feels so inauthentic and unrealistic and frankly stupid like it's a stupid way for to write out a character you know especially a character that, that like we're supposed to feel is so victorious right and, you know, especially the real story, she did live a little while before she, she died. So, I mean, like, she had enough time to have uh, two transplants. Of, so, I don't know why they couldn't let her in the movie enjoy her vagina for a little while. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I, I just, I, I think that, I think that if they... Like I've I've been asked this before because obviously you know you I mean what well, you know and our listeners kind of know that I really love history, um, and I was asked this before they're like what do you, how do you feel about historical movies and I said I don't really necessarily care if they're super historically accurate what I really care about is how the characters are portrayed like how the how the real life people are portrayed I want them to be I want that to be accurate to real it life it should be human accurate yes yeah um. And like, I, I mean, I don't know a lot of like a good example is like P.T. Barnum from The Greatest Showman. He was supposed to like a huge asshole, but they really made him seem like a really great guy. And 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 I this isn't really necessarily about the Danish girl, but I do think if you're going to tell a story and you're going to tell a story where someone dies tragically for something from something that they wanted for so long and were willing to put themselves through like multiple very scary surgeries that has never been done on anyone then you need to give them a good death scene Mm -hmm. you need to write one that is worthy of the character and worthy of the person who lived you know and i don't want some shitty ass like i feel fatal like death scene where someone's just like something profound and I die. You know, yeah. it's like, it's not Shakespeare. We're not watching a Shakespearean play, okay? Like, come on. You know and what I mean? And even then, he took poison. <laughs> yeah, 
like you didn't well, just expire from uh, I'm just like, talking about really any oh, Shakespearean play but yeah. exactly like it's it's in in something like a Shakespearean play sure that might make sense that might even feel right but in this that didn't feel right it just felt it, it felt like they ran out of money super <laughs> yeah they were like they're like Eddie what are you gonna do in this scene just say something and die. That's it. Yeah. Just, we were. Just close your eyes and you'll be I'm dead. looking at the books. Because, like, we can't afford to pay for craft service, sound, lighting, <laughs> your salary, Alicia's salary, like, Matthias Schoenart. Like, you know how much check that guy out costs? Guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. You gotta. Let's wrap it up today. Let's wrap it up today. Yeah. And uh, put a neat little bow on it. Right. And then Oscar contender. Well, and then <laughs> the thing is, too, is that it could have just been written that she falls asleep in that scene. You know when that would make sense. I was thinking that too. Like I, when I was watching the movie, I was like, "Well, she she's not dead. She's just sleeping." Right. And they're gonna <laughs> exactly show like an epilogue, you know. But nope, she was de- she's dead. She's dead. They're like, hey, yeah, because then, well, and then I I was like, <laughs> so like, okay, so she like breathes and then dies. Basically, she says this thing. She breathes and dies, and then Gerda like has an immediate emotional breakdown. It's like immediate, like, oh my god, Billy, what the. You know, and, and it's like, like, girl, feel for a pulse. <laughs> like I would have been, like, I would have been like, oh well, she's asleep. That makes like, sense because Mike she's been I through are, a lot of trauma with her body. You know, like when Mike and I are watching movies together, sometimes I'll just drift. Off. You and I were hanging out once, and I fell asleep mid conversation. So happens <laughs> I mean, to the happens to the best of us. <laughs> Do you remember one time I was like? I need like twenty minutes. Yes, just twenty I minutes. That. Yeah. And, I, like, and I just like laid back you, and like, I was on powered the couch. Down. You literally powered down like a robot. <laughs> yeah. I like I've never and seen then anything I woke like up it. And I was like, I'm refreshed. You're and like, you were like, Whoa. I'm ready to go until three AM. So would you recommend the movie? I guess maybe I would if you were curious about it. I think it's definitely worth a watch. If you have an inkling to watch it, I would never say avoid it. I didn't really care for it, but that's not because I think it's worth watching if, if you have a curiosity or if, if maybe, you know, you feel like you want to watch the movie about the pioneer who had the first transgender surgery. And, oh, yeah, for you sure. Know, it's definitely worth watching. Um, Alicia Vikander is always lovely to watch. And uh, so, yes, I would recommend it, even though it, it was a good cast. It wasn't necessarily a movie that I... I feel like it just affected me in a different way than I was expecting. And so I don't think I'll ever want to watch it again because I thought it was so sad. But I do mm-hmm. think it is worth watching. How about how about you? I think I feel the same way. Um, I I think I'd recommend it. I might say like I liked it, but the ending was con- a little contrived. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think I would say. I'd be like yes, but with the caveat of the ending is a little contrived. But that being said, it does not for me anyway ruin the rest of the film. You know, it's. Did I love the ending? No. It could have they have done better? Absolutely. But it was what it was. And, you know, sometimes you just have to accept it because, you know, um, I think the cast was great. I really, really like the cast. I like Matthias Schoenarts. I like Alicia Vikander. I like Eddie Redmayne. If you like our podcast, uh, go to iTunes. Please give us five stars. It helps us out. And thank you so much to Mike Myers for our theme music. Yeah, you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.